Well, I'd like to start on this episode by just playing a little <clears throat> clip. It's from episode seven of Trash Delivery. He could win New Hampshire, and he could win Iowa, and if he loses that, South Carolina, it doesn't fucking matter. He, 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 will, he will lose That's what South happened. Carolina. Nah. He will. You're saying he's going to lose to Biden. Yeah. This is just so. me being well, accurate. Oh my God. God. He's just trying to give you a compliment. You can't even take a W. Oh, I thought you were mocking so much dumb shit. I'm trying to get you a fucking dollar if you'll pay attention. It doesn't seem to affect the press at all. It's not even just dumb shit. Fuck the press. It doesn't matter. It does matter. <laughs> the thing that the press, the press doesn't matter. Really convinced of anything. I'm saying the press, the press is not. The press are like doing you press not, releases indi- for him. Okay, the press That's is just a, the first part of what I was saying. Okay. You know. Well, okay. So, all right. I should be taking notes so that I can rebut all this fucking. Go, go ahead. The the fuck <laughs> the bullshit. Well, I, I can't wait to come on when he fucking wins. He's going to win. I have really more to say. He's wow. gonna win. Biden's yeah. gonna win. Damn. Hundred percent. Bernie Sanders is not winning. No fucking way is he winning. No Hell way. yeah. I bet you a hundred dollars Biden doesn't win. Somebody else might. I'm not gonna bet hundred dollars. I should have took that I'll fucking bet. Dollar that Biden doesn't win. <laughs> Fine. Hindsight. Damn. 2020. Egg on. No egg on my I, face. I bet the hundred dollars that Bernie doesn't win, as opposed to Biden <laughs> definitely win. Well, I'm not betting hundred. I think. I think Biden's the most likely person to win, but. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Seems kind of like Bernie might be. I don't. All right. So did that? Did I get to that the part was a, where it's been a hell of a journey, boys? Yeah. I, I did. Did I get to the <laughs> to part get us that to this moment? Did we talk over the part where where you changed the bet to a dollar and agreed to it? Because, that didn't happen yet. Okay. Well, uh, that happens in it. So I expect. Did we shake at the end of this? Oh, it is just an audio format. Yeah, so I don't maybe think if I would you shake if, your hand. if you do want to bring him to court over this, Nick, I think you could actually contest Wait, it. Wait, I'm confused. I won the bet. Yeah, I, Nick owes you a dollar. Yeah, so why would I? Why would he take me to court to give me a dollar? No, Nick would take you to court to contest. Oh, I guess that. Yeah, you would have to bring him to yeah. court to get the dollar, and then okay. Well, are you about I to send know. me a dollar on cash app? Yep. There we go. He's a man of his word. I read it on tape And welcome to Trash Delivery, everyone. Welcome to Trash Delivery. We've got Prophet of the Pod, Kevin. Yep. Who, who against all odds, uh, you know, this, the, the insane prophetic wisdom that the ruling class might actually come out ahead in this one. Well, it's pretty easy. Just, uh... Be cynical about everything at all times, and you will always be right. <laughs> it sucks how that, you know, I think for a while there, a few of us, maybe me and Nick, we're maybe trying to push back against that unfortunate truth. You know, we just didn't want to believe it. I mean, I let myself believe Bernie was going to win for after Nevada, and I look back at that, at that Kevin, and I want to punch him in the dick. <laughs> Don't believe in anything. You have no hope. I mean, God. Despair is the only emotion. The... The I mean, not to relitigate the Bernie campaign, but just I mean, man, goddamn, when he was like, to, uh, when started condemning Zephyr Teach Out and stuff for like calling Joe Biden corrupt, that was happened early on. So yeah, can I use my? <laughs> There's uh, a reason that we should have been doubting it. Can more. I use my profit cachet uh, to, to for an aside? I just want to wish a happy birthday to one of our most devoted listeners. Happy 75th birthday to David Lynch. Uh, he's one of our oh yeah he's patrons. always sending us I like how he keeps a low profile because he doesn't want to like blow up the pod yeah I'm sorry to yeah I'm sorry to he likes it blow up his spot low. here but uh, 
Yeah, he loves he loves the pod. And it turns uh, out Hank Penguin is actually David Lynch. <laughs> yes, it turns out David Lynch is <laughs> a very hardline tanky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, who knows? He's just, just G-pilled. Yeah, <laughs> he's a man of mystery. That Lynch. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the episode. Let's hi, do it. Hi, I'm Dustin. Hello, I'm S- Stephen. Oh, uh, he's back to this. Okay. I'm Kev Stradamus. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Trash Delivery. <laughs> yeah. I book. I read it in movies or whatever the hell. What are the, what are, what are the lyrics to, to that song? I saw it in books. I read it on TV. Do, 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 do. It don't mean nothing to me. There we and go. then the chorus that no one ever gets to hear is, uh, What's this shit called? Love. It's called the song is "What Is This Shit Called Love." It's by the Pagans from Cleveland. It's a punk band, early Wait, punk band. Our fucking theme song is an Ohio band. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna walk off the show. Hey man, Detroit and Cleveland are both sister cities for origination of American punk. Cleveland is the mistake on the lake. <laughs> Wait, is that who says? That's what they. That's call like it. one of the. That's nicknames. not what Cleveland people call it. That's, from yeah, that's what everyone <laughs> else calls it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we I'd, to, I'd say I'd we've say been to like Cleveland. the mis- the lake is more of the mistake. Erie is like, the. I mean, obviously the Erie, worst of the great. It's lakes. a nasty lake, and it's sad when you go to Cleveland because there you can go to the beach, the coast, the beach in air quotes, you know. Which, like in Ohio, it is the beach basically, but it's like it's not a pretty sight. You can really convince yourself if you haven't been to other beaches, but the moment like the sand part is sand, but the moment you touch the water, it's uh, it's actually a petri dish for new species of algae that have yet to yeah that's what's exciting about was cleveland the the city that had a river that caught on fire because it was so polluted Mm -hmm. that's what's exciting about lake erie though is because of all these strange new pollution i think it's offering exciting new opportunities and swamp things yeah oh yeah there's definitely like a lot of interesting genetic diversity going on (laughs) in the uh yeah Wait, before the we talk about of Lake Erie. Yeah, before we talk about the, the, the news of the day, I think there are two Michigan related items we should probably talk about first. One The Lansing? Uh fucking Snyder got indicted for the Flint yeah. water crisis stuff. We I should know. at least talk about it. Yeah, I, I felt like I mean I had the initial thing of reading the article and being like, Oh, cool and then like thinking about it past it's like for a, a misdemeanor. Yeah, but what are the misdemeanors? I didn't look. I don't even I I forget what they I are. I believe it's they, two misdemeanors. They're not I, oh God, I, and there are others involved that got felony charges. But the fact that it's a misdemeanor, I mean, the best thing to come of that is that he can't run for office for 20 years. Um, but I don't even know if he wanted to. Like, Yeah, I, unlikely. It's pretty like... He seems like a private sector guy now. I mean, it basically still reads as getting away with it. Rick Snyder publicly endorsed Joe Biden for president back in September. The longtime Republican called President Trump a bully and said Joe Biden is someone who cares deeply about the future of this country. Kamala, here to take... Madam Vice President. Madam Vice President. I mean, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Sure does. That, Historic moment. As, hey, as Whatever Joy, I feel about life, it's looking up now. Like, Joy, like as Joy Reid said this morning during the <clears throat> inauguration, Kamala Harris being sworn in is, the, is now for the first time in four years... Black girls in America can finally smile again. <laughs> like, Shit. I'll tell you what, if you weren't able to find anything in your life to smile about in four years, if, if what was happening in the White House was casting such a dark cloud over your life for four years that you could find joy nowhere, you were like, 
you need to be locked up. Like your institution, you need to be, you need like some serious medication. They are so consistently high on their own supply that they have no idea or concept of how these things they're trying to push out into the world are going to read to people that aren't in their weird little cult of ideology like the 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 consensus around all these democrats that like Kamala harris rules she's a girl boss and everyone loves her when she there's actually no evidence for that you know she didn't win a single state she was never popular there's actually like she dropped out before a single vote was cast yeah Yeah. so it's like she, she there's no it's all just a marketing push and they think that everyone is just going to eat it up, just like slurp this slop down because they are. And people are going to get so fucking sick of Kamala Harris. Like, I tell you, I will predict she does not have a political future as far as like becoming president because mm. I think people will get sick of her. I think maybe another bet is in order. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll say Kamala Harris will never be president. No, no. Actually, that bet. That's a bad bet because what if he fucking strokes out? Yeah, you know, Kamala Harris. Okay, Kamala Harris will never be elected president. She will never in twenty. She in twenty twenty four, Kamala Harris won't come close to being president. I will bet a dollar that she comes close. Let's go five. No. Come on, man. A little stakes for the listeners. Make it fun for them. We could just lie to them. I'll give you my. I'll give you my cat. I'll give you tea. No, what? No, 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 no. We can't have T involved in this bet. Wow, somebody thinks Kamala is going to be president. No, I just think T should go to me. <laughs> yeah, that might ruin the will. I don't know if I can still have T yeah. go to you in my will. Yeah, I, I can't make any bets about the future because it's too early in to know. But yeah, I mean, Kamala is clearly just like, they want, they want you to think that Kamala is president. If I know anything about Americans, or at least what they will accept, is that they hate seeing cringy bullshit. Like she's, she's super cringe. They don't have like moral ideology or like any sort of consistent morals other than like if what on TV is making them cringe when they see like her weird wine mom dance and her fucking converse. Uh, I it, think that most liberals are eating that shit up. Liberals, liberals. Okay, who I, do you think, think is... I think it's the democratic base basically that is eating that shit up, and that's <clears throat> the democratic base eating shit up does not win elections. It can actually alienate like the voters they I'm need. I'm saying further. the b- biggest voting block is. Is eating it up. I don't. I'll be surprised. I think Kamala. I fucking. I'm. You know what? The the reality is alienating as fuck because constantly things that are horrible, uh, is just uh, gobbled the hell up. You know when Frozen came out and everyone was like, "These songs are the best." I was like, "These songs are so bad." You know, like Let It Go. I think that they're so awful. The fucking Frozen songs are so generic. And like they're like songs that if I were to like in my car just try to come up with in, in the on the spot like a parody song of like a, an inspirational musical thing, I'd come up with the melody for "Let It Go." And this is actually just a, turned into a You're frozen. You're wasting your fucking life if you could you do me- if you could do that. Then you could be, that'll <laughs> yeah. get you a Robert million. Robert Lopez is an million bucks. Why don't you, Where's your ego? Go, go get it. Have, go get I it. Have integrity. All right. Because I, well, I'm trying to make. How does art. that? Ex- yeah. How does that explain your music? Why do you think the <laughs> podcast isn't more popular? But the fact that my music isn't popular is evidence of its integrity, just like the podcast. Yes, that's how the same principle of like the less people listen to a band, the better it is. That same principle applies to podcasts, which makes yeah. our podcast one of the best. I will say, trash delivery promise. No matter, maybe I've already done this before, just because I'm constantly listening to podcasts and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? If we, no matter how successful we get, you will never have to fast forward through like eight minutes of 
advertisements to get to the actual podcast. Wait, I promise would, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to co-sign that because if Spotify wants to buy this no. podcast for a bunch of money, no. we're going to say nope. yes. No. I have integrity to a fault. I'm a fool. And that's why you should listen to this because it's the only podcast that is art. <laughs> wow. What, you, uh, you don't think the daily is art? Uh, I, what is the daily? It that's, might be. That's I haven't the, listened to that's it. That's the New York Times podcast could be the one that's under fire now because uh it's connections with the other podcast caliphate with all the uh the lies <laughs> and then michael barbaro the, the host of the daily podcast. came out and tried to like fucking like bully all the people who were criticizing him into changing their tune and then he had to come out and apologize that oh that's not the real me <laughs> classic <laughs> we love it also okay and i know we're probably gonna go to the inauguration now but like one other thing that my friend told me the other day because he, he uh, on martin luther king day that was so funny to me. And that shows, that's so illustrative of how people have like completely lost their grasp on reality. How like they like will let anything that the news tells them and they'll believe it. He was seeing his like f- sister's, sister's f- father-in-law uh, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, everyone's getting today off because of BLM, right? On Martin Luther what? King Day. Oh my God. And it's like, Martin Luther King Day, a day that people have been getting off for like 35 years now? It looks like BLM won. All those protests got us something, you guys. Yeah, we, like... We, we that, got a... Uh, yeah, that's someone who just willed himself into forgetting what Martin Luther King Day was. They never believed it. They never bought it as a holiday. Sure, but it was before. happening. Like, it was <laughs> happening. They were getting the day off. And then this guy was complaining about it. He's like, I, have, I don't have to work today because of BLM. Yeah, well, that actually hurts his pride. Every moment you're not... You know, being having your surplus labor extracted from you is a moment you're being cucked by Antifa, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I was reading fucking, uh, or someone posted some things on Twitter, and I was trying to find, for the life of me, I could not find these actual articles, these Washington Post and New York articles from the New York Post articles, or New York Times articles from the time of New York's, or of... Of uh, you're, in a, you're lost here. Of MLK's speech, his specifically his speech about how he's opposing the Vietnam War, but like these fucking quotes about how he like diminished his usefulness to the cause, and all that is just so awful. And then his I don't know is that his granddaughter on Twitter that is called like B A King, and and it's just the most awful liberal type shit. She posted a picture of her like laughing, and she's like. Finally, a reason to celebrate today about the inauguration. Well, she's one of those girls Jerry was talking about. She can yeah. finally smile again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just... It's no good. It's no good seeing fucking... Here, here's her... Her profile is CEO of Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change. It just reads of like a parody of a failed movement. Too many not, CEOs. You know, not failed to the fault of Martin Luther King, but like a a beaten movement, a brutally suppressed and and uh, co opted movement. Yeah. Also, like capital of Martin Luther empire. King would never define would describe would never describe himself as a CEO that's, of that's anything. That's what I mean. That's the fucking. I mean, right out the gate, it's CEO. It's just like you're like a fucking weird. Everything's just a hustle, man. Even even civil rights now. She says, connector, communicator, community builder. Child of global leaders. Whovian. Cool. All right. Child of global leaders. That's great. Uh, I think, you know. That... It's all cool, man. It's all cool. Yeah. 
yeah, this inauguration, it really didn't even seem like they were trying that hard to convince people. They're just accept like they're expecting people to gobble it up. And I mean, Biden's speech was like a goddamn endless fever dream of platitudes. Just the type of shit like I could imagine myself like when I've like been playing a video game too long or whatever and I'm trying to go to sleep and I just have like weird stuff from that playing in my head that doesn't make sense as I'm trying to go to bed. All his shit about like the unfolding honor of America and we will stand to rise against that, you know, like just endless. like Against the uncivil war. Yeah. <laughs> it's clever. You've heard of the civil, everyone's heard of the civil war. Which was notoriously, which was known for its civility. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's look- what it means. Because the civil in Civil War is referring to this civility. I just, the, the, I know that the, the theme of his entire inauguration, the theme of his speech, is all about the same horseshit of like, you know, we've had four years of division. Now it's about America United, right? His whole thing, his whole messaging now is that we're gonna, we're gonna be come together again. And the thing is, I could you anyone who's paid attention to what's been going on in the last four years can tell you right now, if that is his mission, if his mission is to heal the nation, if it's to bridge the divide, I can tell you right now, he's already, he's, he's going to fail a thousand percent. He will not do it. And everyone it, should know that. I don't know how much they even believe their own fucking bullshit. I'm not that. talking about the Dems themselves. I'm talking about the people who are watching, who are moved who by this speech. Yeah. Do you honestly think that the people who you now know, when I was in, I was in my hometown earlier today, seeing my friend and her lib mom thought, Biden's platitudinous speech was beautiful. When I told her I didn't watch it, she was like, "What? You got to go home and watch it." But also, when I was in, when I was in uh, my hometown of Romeo, I noticed I, it's been a while since I've been there, and since the election, I noticed they had these new banners on all the lamp posts that are all pictures of members of the local police force and fire department, and then behind it, there's a picture of an American flag, uh, with the fucking blue stripe. It's like st- city-sponsored Blue Lives Matter shit. It's incredible. Oh yeah, I mean the the yeah they've had shit like that for. I mean I've seen like this is city-sponsored. Yeah, it's official. Like yeah, shit that has the blue, blue stripe. Also, speaking of police, did you guys hear about like the cop that he like bust? I'm trying to remember where, where exactly he's from. Let me see. Uh, yeah. So there's a cop who uh, bust in a whole busload of other cops to D.C. to, like, fight against, or to, you know, weirdly, like, to stand with uh, the cops against the insurrectionists. Uh, oddly, you know, like, they're all Trump guys. You know, a bunch of people were like, oh, bad idea. These are all Trump supporters themselves. Come to find this cop on the way to getting bust to D.C. finds out he had been diagnosed positively with coronavirus. So him and all of his cop buddies just had to be holed up in a fucking hotel for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there is justice in the world. (laughs) I'm surprised they even, like, went along with it. They didn't, like, break free from their corona shackles. And be like, well, because they actually, at the end of the day, they were like, "Ah, we weren't even really planning on, like, Standing with the National Guard anyway, we thought the storm was going to happen and we were going to turn against, you know, they're still holding out. They were. Yeah, they were a sleeper cell. There was a lot of people. I mean, there was like, it's. I am seeing, because I follow a lot of cute people and I actually went in and followed a bunch more because I was seeing their posts wane. Like I used to be able to see on my feed kind of a constant. You want more. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, the beat of what's going on yeah. in the Q world. And and they've really gotten a lot quieter 
uh, lately. And there's just a few fumes of people being like, hold on, guys. It's all going to happen on the 20th. You know, just hold out. And, you know, people being like, I don't know. I'm losing hope. We should try to get you on the QAnon Anonymous podcast. That's the podcast that isn't it's a it's a it's from the left it's, it's about n- okay. not brace and that would actually be really fun though to try to go on a actual q podcast and just try to very sincerely play the role oh could, of a q person yeah oh and see if i could blend in like not try to not even try to do it where i'm trying to be funny or you know I'll well get, you're an infiltrator though that'd be cool they might like that that'd be fucking good and i could be like look guys i have a left-wing podcast all right but it's just a fucking it's a what do they call that uh a pipeline a pipeline to, mm. to the right. It's a Chapo. It's a pipeline to fascism. Mm-hmm. People all the time modeled after Chapo. Say that we're a, cu- a cheap Chapo, and that's right. Yeah, they call us Cucko tra- Trap House. <laughs> I wish someone had called us that. Damn. Come on, guys. In the yeah, sub, gross just more critics. We got more. We got more subreddit uh, follow sub subscribers since we talked about the subreddit drama in the last episode people so i guess some listeners were like oh there's like a subreddit that people actually post on the uh, answer is not really yeah, exactly is there more controversy on it? Are, they, are they talking more about stuff that i don't understand but guys the only thing that's stopping that subreddit from being more popular is you guys not arguing with each other on there exactly get into it yeah get into the weeds yeah come on let's have some more sectarian debates yeah give them a prompt give them something to fight over throw some meat like okay. You, you're the one who knows this shit. Go ahead, throw some meat at them. All right. How hot is Kevin? No, 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 no. Ask me. Ask me about like fucking sectarian, like leftist shit. Okay. What's a d- hot topic debate for like people debating Soviet history? Throw something at him. Okay. Do it right now. Um. No. Debate the Hall of Hall Yeah. Go okay. ahead. All right, guys. Hall of more fact or fiction? Yeah. Question to think about. There you go. Now you guys have something. It's something to ponder. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not. I'm not sponsored. I'm not co-signing any of this. I'm just. This is for you guys to talk about on the subreddit. Stalin is regarded by many as the bloodiest dictator of the 20th century. Did the Clintons speak today? Was it just Joe and Kamala and an introduction by Amy Klobuchar? I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing. What happened? What happened, Dusty? Fucking nothing, man. They said democracy was a permanent thing that could never be defeated. Did the new radicals perform? Well, he said. Oh, it's, I didn't he see said that. He said that dem- illustrated how fragile our democracy is, and then immediately said that it'll, <laughs> it's eternal. As we look ahead in our uniquely American way. But I did see him say that, like, uh, he was talking about, yeah, the last four years have been quite a challenge, and America has risen to the challenge the day after we've crossed over four hundred thousand dead. Oh, I know. What what challenge did we rise to meet? Everything's Trump. terrible. Trump. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and just today, they already are like uh, basically soft introducing the idea that they're not going to be closing the camps. You know, we knew. Uh, and and you know what? I think even the fucking liberals arguing against that knew, too. They just didn't care. And if you are one of the fucking liberals, I don't, you wouldn't be listening to this. But goddamn. What just lib even question yourself for a second when this shit doesn't happen. What lib even remembers the kids in cages? They don't even remember oh God, the kids in don't. cages anymore. They're still arguing about that shit on the internet. They'd be like, that's an old meme. Which one that doesn't have a Twitter account still remembers the kids in cages? None of them. Yeah. Before, what sh- we should, uh, what, what's, let's, let's do a little round robin before we move on with whatever you're going to do. What, 
What was your favorite Trump moment? I don't know, you know. I hate to say it, but he's, you know, he's got a lot of good moments. I he has. You, he's got so many highlights. That's what I was really appreciating. Is, An embarrassment uh, of riches, honestly. It's like, listen, like listening to this new Biden culture shit. In this fucking way they speak, this like very grave and uh, like uh, very like uh, weird faux resolute American honor type way. And it's just. It sounds so alien. That's how it always was. It's so. And the last four years have, have, have discombobulated it so much to you that to go back to it now seems so. It's like, how can we go back to it when we know that it's all bullshit? I know it's like reliving. A Everyone knows, and and there and there's just people that are just willing. They're like, yeah, you don't even fucking believe it either. This time, you're just willing to go along with it, like us, right? We're just all willing to, we're just all willing to go back to this, right? Brunch. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even go back to brunch because of fucking COVID. I mean, the sense of uh, optimism, at least from public radio, is palpable. Mm-hmm. No, I heard on uh, on NBC right after the inauguration, they were like going on about how we can tell Joe Biden is a man who means what he says. Absolutely. It, it's just all this fucking just like dunderheaded, childish. I, I have a question. Yeah. Shouldn't we just, uh, I don't know, give him, give him a chance? Give him the benefit of the doubt? Uh, well, my answer Clean be... slate. <laughs> Wipe the slate clean. My answer would be no. Oh. No, I think we should. Okay, that's an interesting idea. I'm just flo- I'm just spitballing here. I mean, we could try maybe tomorrow. I'll give him tomorrow. How about that? I'll tell you what. I'll give him tomorrow. I'll, he I'll already go- they already introduced like 17 things that they're gonna do. Well, how about that the the uh, closing of the Keystone Pipeline mm-hmm. thing. Is that real? I mean, it's kind of suspicious that you would do like such a press release, like a press blitz about something that he said he was going to do, like all the news blitz about Joe Biden promises he's going to do this, you know, because mm-hmm. why would Joe Biden break a promise? But I mean, if he did do that, I mean, that would just be another thing that's interesting about the Joe Biden administration. If we actually do want to entertain optimism is not the right word, but just I would say just an analysis of what the fuck is actually about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um I have been interested and a little perplexed by the change of to, uh, of tone that that the he's going on with his um, economic side. Where previously you had like Larry Summers and stuff, basically preaching austerity, kind of basically preparing everyone. They were right. saying stuff about like tightening your belt. Yeah, and we don't want and, to overheat and recently the they switched to like almost the language of MMT, where Biden was like, "We there's no problem with funding stuff with deficit spending." Essentially, which is the intelligent way to, you know, handle your empire. But, and, and I was kind of wondering why the fuck is he doing that until I, I guess the only answer I, I, I could come up with was that they actually know that there's just no chance that they're going to not have deficit spending right now. So they're just ba- yeah, preparing they- themselves for that reality because it wouldn't make any sense to preach austerity and then completely be able, or, you know, because yeah. they, they just know the, rea- the political reality of the situation is deficit spending is going to happen. Yeah, it's funny because uh, when I was watching like the inauguration coverage this morning, like before it started, uh, I was I was watching MSNBC and I got I got really annoyed when this moment happened. But uh, Maddow, Rachel Maddow, was talking about like just look at all of uh look at all of uh, Biden's uh, 
all, all the people he's nominated for all of his cabinet positions. You know, I know he just defeated uh, the left flank of the Democratic Party in the in the primary, but these are the, some of the same people that Bernie would have picked himself. So it's like it's like Bernie won, right? And it's like trying to make you believe yeah. that. Oh, actually, no. If you are one of those people, if you're one of the Bernie people, everything it's like it's, it's your guy won in spirit. And it really reveals, and then, of course, there are a bunch of Bernie people who were in it for just, like, whatever, the cult of personality, as there are for any political candidate. But they they really, really just do not understand the idea that there are people who are willing to, you know, leave Bernie in the dust. Because, like, it doesn't... Leave fucking, him like, sitting you alone guys, You cold. guys co-opting him into your fucking liberal Marvel universe where, like, now, oh, he's the fun guy. Like, now they like that he's wearing the coat, the same coat that we all like that he, you know, Bernie wears the same coat. I don't know if anyone, everyone that's, <laughs> I don't mean to be a coat snob about Bernie, but I know what coat he wears because it's been a thing. I, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. He has the coat that he got from like Burlington Coat Factory or like 10 years ago that he wears all the time because he's like a normal guy. It's a good, I mean. That gets a good coat and wears it. It's a coat that lasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And. And and they were discovered like everyone was sharing the pictures of like Bernie holding like a FedEx package and mittens and like a coat and being like, oh, he's this is what you'd want your chairman of the budget committee to look like and stuff. And it's like, all right, I remember when I used to think <laughs> Bernie was like the cute guy that was going to give me wins. Yes. What makes yes. What uh, what makes a politician politician useful is how relatable they are, how hashtag relatable they yeah. are. He's yours now, guys. Enjoy him. You know, he's a he's an affable fellow. He's easy to love. It's what's so dastardly about him. Yeah, but they a, won't even. He's love a real him. heartbreaker. So think Bernie's still going to do something that upsets him, and that's why I do ultimately. Uh, you know, I love the guy a little bit, or you know, we'll see. If he never does anything else, if he just basically goes along with the fucking Biden administration and doesn't provide pushback, that would be sad. But he's like an ex girlfriend that I thought maybe was the one. <laughs> who now uh, we broke up and we're still on friendly terms. Yeah, you can like, look back and appreciate yeah, it. I'll text him happy birthday He's every like year. The... <laughs> You're like, yeah, that wasn't a mistake necessarily. Right. I'm glad I dated you. But I just realized that I never was actually really in love with her. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and she, the new guy she's dating, Joe Biden. <laughs> like, I don't feel, je- I'm not threatened by it at all. I'm more just like p- pitying her. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you what doing, are you doing with, with your life? But also maybe, you know, she, she's revealing things about herself that you weren't willing to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You can see it much more clearly. I think this when is a pretty, like good, pretty good metaphor. You know, I used to think that she was a staunch anti-imperialist, but now she's always just like, I just see how she's. Soft peddling the State Department line and just holding hands with Joe Biden. Yeah, mm. she was always making me watch Seth Meyers. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like this. But she was trying to tell me that it was left. It was like that. It was Seth good. Meyers is left, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to smoke another cigarette? <laughs> sure. God, this man's a fiend. <laughs> I was just sitting there trying to keep warm, trying to pay attention to what was going on. Was he out? Yep. <laughs> oh, my idiot cat. We're going on one of Who's his... Who's the idiot? He's just had a little adventure. Yeah, no, he's just uh, yeah, he's just a conquistador going to a, to a foreign land, seeing if he can find any gold. Uh, you know, uh, mostly, though, I, he just finds spider webs, usually. Mostly he just kills indigenous na- uh, peoples. Yeah, the indigenous people being the spiders in the webs. All the different bugs in the basement. 
<laughs> not to compare. Oh my god, indigenous yeah, people. Whoa, Yikes, canceled. Man. Oh, just Jesus dehumanizing Christ. a whole mm-hmm. whole yes, population. That's something I uh, have made actually a bunch of unfortunate comments about in the past. If anyone's been listening to the podcast, they can tell I have no empathy for the global south or indigenous people victims of uh, imperial violence. I actually don't care. Yeah, yeah. Dustin's and been lobbying the it. Washington football team to change their name back to the Redskins. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think, it, I think being racist is funny. Well, and he does come from Ohio, <laughs> where the Cleveland Indians play. The Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah, you got two fucking racist ass teams. We're gonna party with the Reds. We're gonna party with the Reds. Wait, are the Cincinnati Reds named after? That's not. I mean, they're called the Cincinnati Reds. Like, I don't, I don't think it's. An, ba- there's no iconography that's Indian based. Yeah, you know, I actually don't but, know if that's. I'm just. But whatever. It. It's still called the it's Cincinnati still, Reds. It's still people in Ohio saying the word red. I think it was like pro union, like stuff. Like a, <laughs> I highly doubt that a baseball <laughs> team is named after a pro union. That would be incredible red. if they're just like, yes, we bleed red for the uh, proletariat. Yes. <laughs> we we uh, will like the dictatorship of the proletariat. As the Reds, that's what we go to bat for. Literally. Go to bat mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, it's, very it's named after episode. their fucking socks, man. Let me look at my notes. Oh, you know what? Well, the Red, uh, there's a team called the Red Sox that have Red Sox. Did you guys see the fucking... They, ad- they probably couldn't do... They, they couldn't be like, oh, well, there's already a team that's called Red, named after Red Sox. We're just going to be the Reds. They were, called the, they were literally called the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Well, that's pretty Originally. gay. Turns out it's not racist, it's just gay. Yeah. Still a crime. <laughs> it will be under Joseph Robin Ed <laughs> Biden Jr. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, Joe starts, like, questioning stuff about, like, the sanctity <laughs> of marriage. You just got liberals still just being like, this man represents truth winning to me. It's, it would be funny if he just went full heel turn and was just, like, gay, yeah, just became... Like, just like started acting the exact same way Trump did. <laughs> I mean, he's not far off. That's I mean, that is of the very obvious, of course, irony of all this fucking weird uh, hero worship they're doing is that this is a guy who is recorded, um, you know, scolding members of the NAACP for asking what he's going to do for black people. You know, who's very on the record proud of his friendships with segregationists, yeah. and and you've got like. Martin Luther King's granddaughter being like, ha, nice to have a win for once. That's what's, it's just, that's, oh, God. I mean, nothing new to say here. It's just. Yeah, well. Uh, how, everything has become so maximalized to the polls. So, like, either you're, like, it's, like, like just, you're either in camp A or camp B. Uh, every position gets pushed to one of the two polls. It does not matter. There's no room for nuance whatsoever. Joe Biden is the opposite of, is, is, is not Trump, so he has to be the opposite of Trump and stands everything that he stands for is the opposite of Trump. Uh, and all these people just swallow it as, as written. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's why he wanted such a sweeping landslide and why yeah. the Democrats just, with sweeping majorities, controlled the Senate. Yes, and a the... landslide that on the night of everyone thought that he probably might lose. Mm-hmm. And then a, a major, Senate majority that he didn't get until like last week. And then a House uh, lead that has shrunk. And uh, uh, I love people keep saying that. Oh, and look, the Democrats uh, have all control all three branches of uh, uh, 
the government now. No, you don't. You're not going to control the fucking judiciary for the rest of my life. Right. Uh, and also, they already handed over the keys of the Senate to the Republic. Not the keys, but they were like, would you like to drive this car with me, yes. sir? We'll both put one hand on the wheel. Yes, they, <laughs> they compromised themselves before any, like everything, they compromised mm-hmm. themselves from the get-go. Like with the $1,400 thing, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you, we could just do another 2000 But no, we're going to start the negotiation at 1400 That is the thing that is constantly just amazes me about the stupidity of them, is that they just don't even do basic sort of ruling class uh, uh, things to appease the fucking masses. Just do the $2,000. If you promise $2,000, just do it to shut up the rabble. Yeah. Like, they, but they can't. What's, they, the, what's the argument for not giving us the 2K? I, I realize, like, they could be like, oh, well, okay, 1400 plus 600 equals 2K. All right, but why not just make it 2600 Why not? What is, what, is the, what is their explanation for why not? Their the explanation budget. is you're an idiot. No, no. They don't and even don't say that. Math. They don't say anything. They just say, no, it's 1400 plus 600. They say it's, it's always been 2K and that you're dumb and naive yeah. forever thinking that it wasn't when they very clearly were marketing it as such. And it's just like, don't even, if you don't want to do it, why did you do that? I mean, obviously it was to get elected, but it's just like, don't you want to get elected again? Isn't that the game? Like, how much skin off the back of the ruling class does this take? Yeah, like, just, get the $2,000 checks and cancel the federal student debt because that's no skin off the fucking ruling class's back either. Yeah, they don't just give a like, fuck. Do these fucking things that are easy to do. Cancel it because I'm not paying it anyway. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm going to not, I'm going to keep not paying it. It's just like, I know I constantly make uh, comparisons to the guy, Russia, because I'm listening to this fucking Russian podcast. But it's like, you know, I was also listening to, to the, you, you, the, uh, well, in the UK one, the England one, the revolution. It's just like, it, it's the same every time where it's like, these people who want concessions from a ruler who actually, if he would have bent to like the liberals and given it to them, that he would have gotten it because there was actually a big portion of people in these countries that were willing to just align with the autocracy f- with just bare minimum concessions or not, you know, just, just you know, liberal concessions. But the, the, the ruling class is so stiff and unbending that they basically bring, like, revolt upon themselves. It's just so fucking stupid. And That's I, the good news. Yeah, I know, yeah. We're still winning, actually. The good news... The left is winning because reform is not. <laughs> Which I mean, that is a kind of a big. That is one way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, because they won't. They're now. They will never stop shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and of course we've got a lot of people who think reform just did win, and they're going to quickly find out it didn't. Regardless of how much they delude themselves, it's going to become apparent, especially in two years when the Democrats eat shit. You he's know, like I'm going out again. Tea. Oh my God! My stupid cat made yeah. it to the basement. I don't like that you abuse verbally abuse them so much. Yeah, well, I would never call Nyoki a stupid cat. Tea. Yeah, no wonder Tea and Rock like me so much because every time I'm here, I just give them affection and love, <laughs> and you keep calling them stupid. <laughs> I love Tea, but oh my like God! You are, you don't weigh too much on Nyoki, who doesn't like me, and <laughs> are too mean to Rock and Tea. Well, T, I get, T sometimes does weird cat stuff to Nyoki too, where he like gets on top of her and bites her neck, and I'm like, "Is this sexual?" And it, you know, it makes me like him less. Wow, you, you're judging him for his for his sexuality. He's just trying to express himself. <laughs> it's a real. This is turning into a real reactionary podcast. Save the incest for Pornhub. <clears throat> is what I say. And you know what? She's she is his sister. Adopted or not, you know, she's a stepsister, which I guess actually makes it more suitable for Pornhub. Yeah, like, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) 
Man, I told I already told Nick about this, but I want to tell Dustin about my dream from last night. Just briefly. I'd love to hear Go. it. This is Kevin. I Corner. really this, ha- on this I've, episode you only get Kevin Corner. I, I really have interesting dreams, but uh, last night I had a dream that I woke up in the dream with another man's penis. I can I knew it was not my penis because it was bigger. What were the tells? Okay, that was it. It it was a lot. Not bigger. a different vein pattern. No, it was like, like the, it was uncircumcised. It was like the Godfather. Can I ask that question? Where the I'm guy wakes up with a. Are we all cut? What? I'm cut. We're all cut. I'm cut. We're all cut. We're all cut. But yeah, I woke up with a with a big hog, and I was like, and I just went about my day. But then I was like walking down the street, and I could feel like literally my dick was pulling me into this house, like it was like a, like a compass. Dude, now you know big dick problems. Well, no, and then I go into the house, and I'm greeted by this middle aged single mother who like she looks at me with like recognition. She knows me. She takes me by the hand. She leads me into her bedroom. She knows you from her dreams. Apparently. Well, and then she makes she tells me to undress, and she says that was my deceased husband's dick this I, is beautiful I, this I, is like wonder woman yeah well it gets it gets yeah it is beautiful she's like that's my husband's my dead husband's dick he died in the war and then she says i got married what in, war and then I, did, did, did your dick know, say like just, the catchphrase that was the stream in black and white <laughs> no the stream was in color well it gets black in a second because then she's like hey i got i got married since my last husband died and then she brings in her new husband who is a black man. Um, and then she's like, now I can be fucked by both of my husbands at the same time. So she and I, I uh, me and her new husband, uh, we <laughs> we double penetrated her ass. Both in the ass? Yeah, it was a DA. You know, the thing about double penetration, you know, it's a very obvious point. But it's like, <laughs> isn't that kind of gay? If you're both in the same hole, I'd say it's a little. You know, gay. even that, I'd say it's cutting it close. You know, it's of course fine. Like, but I'm saying that's like anyone who wants to do that. They're they're bisexual, right? Or they're just really capable of like tuning certain information out. If you want to double penetrate a woman, we're all bisexual in a way. I can. I think I'm. I'm like maybe unfortunately very pretty much. I very feel extremely heterosexual. Scale. Yeah, not to be like a like insecure. But I really do not. I, I have the idea of kissing a man, of, of even touching a man. And I know this sounds extremely like, oh, touching a dude, it's pretty gay, dude. No homo. I just don't want to do it. It doesn't sound. It sounds bad. The idea of speaking to a man, starting a podcast with men, yeah. horrible to me. It seems kind of gay. Yeah, it seems pretty gay. <laughs> seems pretty sus. Mm-hmm. If I might, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I mean, what, at the end of the day, what's the difference between running, rubbing the underside of your shaft against another man's shaft as you both penetrate a woman and that recording a podcast together? Pretty wild. I remember yeah. hearing on an episode of Rude Judy at a porn star on, and they were talking about, he was talking about <clears throat> DPing, and he was talking about being in two different holes, but he was just like, yeah, I mean, you can, f- it's, you can feel... I feel like you'd be feeling almost more dick sensation than you would. I think that was pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was quite vivid. It, it Here's was, the thing, though. It's not all about the guys. No, it's about the image. Was she enjoying it? She was fucking over the moon. So? I was like... Well, well that was a, that's a specific scenario, though, where she got to experience her dead lover and... Her new... Wait, her her new, current new, husband. Her, okay. Her current husband. Yeah. Both dicks in mm-hmm. her ass at the same time. And then I had... The, cra- the weirdest thing was that I then had a follow-up dream that also revolved around a threesome. And that Kevin. I was, 
You gotta fucking start responding to these tender messages with a little more vigilance. This dream was your brain, your subconscious is screaming at you. This one's screaming yeah, it's at me. Telling him to rub his dick against another. <laughs> yeah, it's man's saying dick. get this dick rubbing against anything. At this point, it's like, is it flesh? Go for it. This next dream was telling me to commit a crime. Okay, is it flesh? Is it not Barney? Checklist complete. I'm Go gonna for tell it. it. I'm gonna tell it. All right, sorry. Go I want to tell it. <laughs> Nick just set his microphone down. My subconscious can't get me in trouble. All right, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's put that theory to the test. Okay, I had another dream, follow-up dream to this one, in which I was at my my old house, my childhood home, uh, and I was, for some reason, the chaperone of a teenage sex party. Okay, there were a bunch of high schoolers in my house having an orgy, and I was the chaperone. Okay. Okay. But I wasn't doing a good job. I was just in you my You were room. actually just dreaming that you were a cool guy. Yeah, who I was, was able, <laughs> yeah, I was just cool, facilitating yeah. a bunch of... Uh, I was the cool guy who was letting a bunch of teenagers come over my house and screw each other. Yeah, you're just like a guy who's down. Yeah. You know? And I'm in my room watching the Rams play, the, play Green Bay in the NFC Divisional Round. And then uh, these two girls who, in the dream, they're probably like 16 years old. Okay? Uh, come in and are like, Kevin... I'm sick of these young boys. Let's have a threesome. And I agreed. Oh my God, Kevin. And then we did it. And then. Kevin. <laughs> why are you saying this? <laughs> uh, and then another, one of the boys came in, popped into the room, and was like watching. Like, like you know the Chappelle show skit where the real, the real, real world, where it's like one white guy in a house full, full of uh, black people, and then uh, his girlfriend comes over. And falls for one of the uh, black contestants, and there's a cutaway of him just like in the corner watching his girlfriend get screwed, and he's just like crying. You don't remember that? No. Okay, well, it was like that. He was like watching this happen. This like this boy was watching me like I don't know have sex with his girlfriend, and then he ran away and jumped out a window and killed himself by impaling himself on the fence below. So that was the second dream. That where I where I committed a a crime. Uh, uh, that's a set. So you then did that? No, no. The boy did it because he was sad that I was having sex with his girlfriend. Oh, okay. So, damn. I mean, your dream did make you into an alpha, and that's a good. It may it made me into an alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'd say a problematic a statutory alpha. alpha. <laughs> yeah, a problematic alpha. Yeah, but you know, I think by objective. Just you know, an unfortunate objective standard. Still an alpha. So I and I. This is this disclaimer. That oh, was I, my subconscious. That's not I a thing. I just came back I in did. the room. I didn't hear anything that you guys were talking about. I didn't mm-hmm. do any of the things in this dream. They were dreams, I, and I didn't. Let's be clear. I did not like dream number two. Dream number two. I woke up from feeling very icky. So if you're gonna try to tell me that my dream is saying something about what I want to do, uh, it's not. It was just a dream, and it was bad. It was more of a nightmare, honestly. Try I step- to cancel Kevin. I fucking dare yeah. Come you. at me. Come at me. Yeah. On the subreddit, if you want to try I, to fucking cancel mm-hmm. me for my fucking dream, come at me, bro. And if you do, yeah, if you do want to cancel Kevin, the way to do it is to come and subscribe to the subreddit and make posts about it. Make as many posts. Like, and donate to the Patreon. As yeah. you can, maybe. Or, you know, as many posts. Like, Kevin, as, Kevin's sounding pretty libertarian these days. Just just going to say. Yeah, you know, maybe it warrants a discussion. Maybe yeah. it, I'm moving to Galt's Gulch, okay? Should we, me and, me and the, the other next, fucking geniuses. Should the uh, next episode be a debate about age of consent laws? or 
<laughs> That's what we'll actually uh, make the episode with the uh, North Carolina or West Virginia guy. West Virginia guy, yeah. All right, here he's on the pod. <laughs> like, All right, what are your thoughts on age of consent laws? <laughs> you know, we said we were going to make this about. You like, seem like uh, a, you geography. seem like a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Come on, do you think there's any sort of like philosophical moral problem here? If like, what are your thoughts on incest? Because <laughs> uh, 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 uh. uh, you know we 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 have we've we've hinted at that that debate. <laughs> no, I don't think we should talk about Before, that. Just this is a becoming a very problematic episode. The time that we fucking were just yelling at a bar. You know we don't have to talk about it. We we, well, we, have, we should now we, we brought it up. Had, we should have to. We just like embodied the like dumbest online debates that take place. No, we didn't All embody. Right. We fucking we lined the tracks for it. We had that. We had that we, debate before yeah. they were had that big thing on Twitter. We okay. paved the fucking way for you, fool. Dustin, Nick, and I had a conversation at a bar where they were like, where, "Incest is okay." Where we did a debate, an intellectual exercise and about. I incest, said it wasn't. Where Nick and I were arguing for not. We're arguing for a more open-minded interpretation of incest, and D- Dustin was firmly opposed, and we were having this debate so vociferously. We were we came up with some very specific hypotheticals. Yes, not this is not this is not blank check. Any kind of incest is okay, guys. What we were doing was the Socratic method, which yes. is we you know. They were basically Socratesing me, which is uh, yeah, we were Socratesing you. Yeah, that's sure. that's when you drive someone crazy by asking like hypothetical, philosophical, hyper specific questions mm-hmm. that divorce the uh, question from any sort of like reality until they become so crazy that they decide you have to be put yes. to death. Yes, we were just as like the, the fam- <laughs> as the dumb guys like to say, we were just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the que- the debate was so intense. That everyone around us at the bar was palpably uncomfortable, and the bartender had it, who was our friend, had to tell us to stop. Yeah. And unfortunately, then he did have to bring them in the back room and give them both a drink of hemlock, <laughs> where they writhed around on the ground. Nick is going uh, to insist that we cut this. I don't know. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> this will be what anyone who listens to this episode remembers. I get to, that's, I get to, that's you know, my concern. I get to firmly stand, uh, Against it. Uh, in the, I want to be. Uh, yeah, next week, two new two new members of Trash Delivery. <laughs> Watch next in the next week. This is you talking to your cats. <laughs> we lose all of our listeners. They're like, oh shit. No, our patrons are against our, incest. Our patrons are by one of them tenfold. Is? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what's gonna happen. We need pure. We need. Uh, oh shit. Ideological mm-hmm. purity on the pod. These are. This isn't my scene. And then, well, uh, just to be clear, all three of us have sisters, and none of us want to have sex with them. Correct. 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 Yep. All right. Is that like that? That that we're all just in a. Few, <laughs> Can that you be know. the end of that? <laughs> yeah. No, I think we should keep going. <laughs> Correct. 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 <laughs> and uh, let's, of course, all go on the record that we are not incestors. <laughs> yes, we are not sister fuckers. <laughs> Which. Uh, what? No, that's a, if you watch the movie The White Tiger, that seems to be one of the preferred uh, epithets mm-hmm. uh, to uh, used by people in India. Sister fucker. Nothing, nothing. I don't know if it's true. That's just what the movie led me to believe because it is used many, many times. It is, guys. I just wanted to do give a little bit, you know, just to steer away from this topic. Um, just a little bit. Uh, last last time I was talking about like 
you know, looking up, being able to look stuff up for yourself, leftist stuff, see, you know, what is true, what is not. <laughs> if you encounter any information being pushed by the State Department, uh, you know, because right now we have this Navalny thing going on. This this mm. this neo-Nazi who was poisoned. Are we wait, we're weighing in on the Navalny In, in Russia. Debate? And what I would say is that I just started looking into, my, into <clears throat> myself and quickly found this quote. Early the next morning, Navalny left for the four-hour flight back to Moscow. He drank tea in the airport cafe and began watching his favorite TV show, Rick and Morty, Morty, soon after takeoff. And I'm saying it's not that hard to figure out whether someone's a good guy or a bad guy if you do the research yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, we found where the the bodies are buried. Yeah. (laughs) The the red flags are clear as day here. Uh, Uh, What is Navalny's official stance on sister fucking? (laughs) (laughs) He says it's okay. Uh, you know, because also, uh, you can also, you know, if you want to do another thing, just to check, you can see if the source uh, that this information is coming from is funded by the National Endowment for Democracy, because it always is. Sounds good to or, me. Or, you know, some other CIA associated. If anyone doesn't know, if anyone that Ned actually, you know, was curious about looking up stuff on China or, you know, anti-imperialist information, that's one of the checks you can do. See if the source pushing this uh, human rights... A violation from a country that the United States would love to see destabilized. See if that news source gets funding from the National Endowment of Democracy. Because right now we had a collaboration from CNN and Bellingcat telling us all about this poor Nazi who, you know, allegedly drank poison. Well, he's a hero. Didn't the New York Times just run an op-ed calling him a hero? They're yeah. They're like this guy rules because Putin tried to poison him. And in Russia, they're like. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to say that I know what happened, but I'm just saying that uh, the I don't take the fucking U.S. U.S.'s take on this. At face How about value. I don't care if a Nazi gets poisoned? Yeah, I mean that, that's also and the, poisoning you know. and also poisoning a Nazi doesn't make you a good person. Well, there was also Putin said if we wanted to kill him, we would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah. We have ways of disappearing yeah. people. Still developing story now out of Russia, where a judge has ordered Vladimir Putin's biggest critic to be jailed for 30 days. He's the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who returned to Moscow for the first time since he was poisoned last summer. Dressed up as a dentist here, he compares migrant workers to rotten teeth that need pulling out. <laughs> And here, non-Russian intruders to cockroaches. Smiling, you'll need more than a slipper to kill them. If you're ever, have you ever had a bourbon ball? A, like a buzz ball? No. It's like a, it's a Christmas treat. It's we like were a, sponsored by buzz balls on one episode. Okay. It's a Christmas treat. It's like a cookie, but it's not like a cookie. It's like a little, it's like a little truffle, sort of. Okay. Oh. But it's like a bourbon ball. There's bourbon involved in the making of this item. And when I was a kid, I always thought like, or when I was old enough to know, like when you cook with alcohol, the alcohol cooks off and you just get some of the flavor of the alcohol, right? And then I asked my mom about this because my mom loves bourbon balls. (laughs) Take that however you want. Uh, She was just like, uh, I was like. So these don't like have like these taste so boozy like they but they don't like you cook the booze like cooks off and she was like no 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 you cook the thing you make the cookie 
or whatever it is. And then you just drench it in bourbon. <laughs> and, they were, and they were feeding me these when I was a kid. <laughs> like i was like man these these are so good and it's like i was just like getting fucked up when i was like eight off like christmas cookies is this an origin story yes maybe yeah (laughs) right for fuck's sake yeah x-men origins nick (laughs) thought your name was steve why do i look these like these cookies so much yeah these are delicious i feel like i might be like addicted to them could be yeah could be i like how they make me feel (laughs) I Are these the same it. cookies that you left out for Santa? There's no Santa. Okay. That's setting you up for a riff or something, but I couldn't I couldn't do anything with it. So you had to fucking lie to the people of the pod. Tell them that there's no Santa. Obviously. There is a Santa. All yeah, of our listeners and, know that. Me Guys, and me who, and Santa are up in my room enjoying the snow it's before, just like, before <laughs> present time. Who would be putting the presents under the tree? Use logic. Don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, are your parents going to pay all that money for you? No. No way. They don't give a shit about you. Parents don't love you? You fucking idiot. Everyone knows. All, all of our listeners know that their that parents don't you. love them. Come on. that's we, They all take this mm-hmm. for granted. They that's know this. The, the, Kevin, uh, un, the Kevin doctrine, the Kevin manifesto, your grandparents have hate you and have always hated you, and your parents do not love you. Yeah. In fact, all of our listeners are probably orphans. Okay? We're huge in the orphanariums. So That would actually... I mean... That would be a, a a boon for us. That would be a good thing. I'd pro- we could probably get an NPR article if we were like, we're actually a podcast that is listened to exclusively by orphans. We're actually doing an amazing <laughs> That's thing. That's where we get our power from. from yeah. The, well, from the souls of orphans. <laughs> no, man. We speak to the... We're the parents to the parentless. Yeah. We're the trash dads. We're the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> <laughs> I do love all those giant billboards that you see now that are like... If you have any information about the the U.S. Capitol attack, <laughs> please call now. Is that a like, thing? I haven't noticed that. Like, oh yeah, yeah they're on seventy five. They're like, we have fixed America. America is back in normal. Please submit any of your suspected friends that you think are terrorists <laughs> to the FBI. Here's Honestly. a billboard. <laughs> like, here's the number you can call to submit your terrorist friends to the FBI. Welcome it, to the new normal America. Yes. If you ever wanted to live in George Orwell's nineteen eighty four, well, now's your chance. <laughs> How smart is your television? It's actually one of the complaints of this television. Uh, when I was looking at the reviews before I bought it, was that it's not that smart. IQ of seventy five. Yeah, I got it because I didn't want to be intimidated. This is the Forrest Gump of televisions. No, I'm just saying. Like, is it? Te- it's folksy. F- like, is it sending inf- everything we say to the fucking NSA? It's or? in Mensa. I don't think so. Uh, my phone probably is, and all of our phones are probably are so. And also all the microphones on my walls and also like strung up my back. And the chip that they put in our heads. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also from the podcast that we post online. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. Here's Nick Corner. This is more interesting probably than anything I've said so far. Uh, so I was off. We were closed today and yesterday, right? So Working I, at, at the theater for any new listeners. Correct. At a movie theater. At a movie theater, which has never been named on the podcast. Don't go looking for the name of the theater. Well, the name of the movie theater. Because you won't theater find is it. Beep. Right. Uh, the Boop Movie Theater. Sid Grumman's Chinese Theater. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, I worked on Monday and we normally do, I would enter the show times. I would find out what movies we were playing the coming weekend on Friday, you know, the Friday, Saturday, whatever. And I would program them, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I worked on Monday expecting to get this information, but it was a holiday, Martin Luther King day, uh, BLM day. Right. And so the home office was closed and also not just that, but like, I'm sure the studios are all closed or whatever, whoever the distributors are all closed. So they're not, no final decisions were made that day. So then I meant to go in yesterday and to like, like submit the show times and deal with all of this. And then I just didn't because I didn't feel like it. Uh, and so then apparently the person who, the film buyer who decides what we're going to play was like emailing the theater, like, Hey, where are your show times? And she, she emailed me like several times, not thinking to email my personal email at the theater, like theater email, like, which I get on my phone. Right. So then I'm just, my phone is like, my boss is calling me. My former boss is calling me to see if I'm all right. Because they, I never responded to this shit and didn't submit these showtimes. They thought I had COVID and was in the hospital or something. And then I was just like, no, 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 I'm fine. I, I, just, I just didn't go to work I today. just didn't do it. I was, <laughs> just didn't do it because I had the day off. And they were like, oh, thank God, you're all right. And they're like, we wish you had COVID instead. No, it seemed like kind of a get out of jail free card. Right. Yeah, like where I could just be like, yeah, if you just scare him enough into thinking, you know what, that wasn't that good of a story. I feel like it was better when I told you earlier. Yeah, because you had to get provide a bunch of contacts that I already knew. So. Right, that's the problem. The listener needs all this other information. No, so that was workplace drama. Everyone knows that horrible feeling. Anyway, my this is like the third time that my boss was freaking out and thought that I had COVID. They, well, yeah, Nick famously loves to not answer the phone when... Really, anyone calls him. Uh, other, I other mean, if friends. my boss calls me when I'm not at work, uh, I'm not going to answer it, and I'm going to wait and see what the voicemail says. Yeah, well, I would say this: you are an outlier in that respect. Most, people I think would. that's. Idiotic. I don't know. I think it's fucking I idiotic. No. I think it's very stupid I, I, for anyone I to think answer that's one, their like, thing. That I'm on, millennials I, have claimed like that's like our cultural Why contribution. The fuck are you on the clock? Are you going to get clocked in for this phone call? Yeah, I'm. It, Completely sympathetic to all this. I just mean, like, I think a lot of people no, have, I agree. have built this into their DNA. Like, oh, my boss is calling me. I always have to answer my boss. No, fuck that. I literally never answer. Yeah. Unless I'm, like, expecting a call and there's some shit I want to say. I'm never ready to talk to anybody. Well, that's the other thing. I don't, right now you're I don't really an- I don't answer the phone. Yeah, because I, mean, I knew I was going to be. Millions of people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Millions. I, mm-hmm. Look, will be. Every time I do this podcast, I brace myself for the fact that I'm going to be broadcasted all over America. Well, everyone's going to hear what I have to say. Millions of people aren't going to listen to this episode right away. But we are. But we are. When we are enshrined, when we, you mean when we like lead the the revolution and the the FBI? Well, when the, I don't know about lead, but when we're a, a integral part of of the revolution, we, this will be. These are like documents that people will pour over. When the new like For North American Communist Party is like- these here okay here I would just like to say hello to all the school children who are listening to this right now. We won in the f- future. We won. Give yourselves a pat on the back. 
Because you're the future. All Communism the three-eyed, web-toed children, the school children mm-hmm. of the future. You know what? And of the new comrades. <laughs> web-toed comrades. <laughs> and if there are still markets and billionaires in your society, be cautious and kill them. In the future. Kill them however you want no, to kill them. in the future, I'm talking into... Future. Wait, how do we make this not where the FBI comes to see you? Because I'm talking about people that will never that are in the future that can pose no threat to the current world. Have you not seen Terminator? I've seen Tenet. So maybe that isn't true. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about Tenet? Today's a actually? What? I just want to say I want to talk about Tenet. Today's a palindrome. What is that? No, it's not. If if you do it a short way, it is. Oh, palindrome. That's what you're saying. If you just if you just do one, twenty one, twenty one, it is. Thing right. about Tenet, right? Is man, it really solidified in my mind that Christopher Nolan really just needs to get a writing partner that's good at writing, and he's the guy that comes up with interesting ideas. No way, Tenet slaps. It's like just near, he does near, this shit where he puts emotional movie. scenes. Why would I give a fuck? Why is this guy in love with this blonde woman? Like, well, why? That, I don't understand. That's that what I mean. Either. It's stupid. Every single like emotional. Because you gotta have a you gotta have a wife who's either dead or is in yes, risk of dying. That's the part that needs to be removed from the Christopher Nolan movies. The like him trying to like. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast where they're talking about like, man, he just like really thinks like. He's. It seems like he just really loves his family, and the worst thing he can think of is like. Either like his wife being dead or like not being able to see his kids and also his wife That's is dead. That's giving him way too much credit. I think he's just not a good writer and he tries to think of like, oh shit, I got to put human drama in this. Someone's in love with somebody. Oh. I mean, I think it is Ten- pretty, a pretty objective that, Ten- that Nolan is a bad writer. He might be a good ideas man. He's a bad writer. That's what exactly. I won't. I won't argue with that. I'm just. I think that Tenet makes perfect sense if you watch it. Enough no, I'm times. not talking about the sense of the movie. I'm talking about the emotion behind it. My same problem with Inception is like, it. The the thing. The problem. The annoying thing about Tenet is I was actually really interested in it and like even watched fucking like YouTube videos about it after because I wanted to like wrap <clears> my head around the idea of it more. I liked it and like I want to see that idea put in a movie that isn't written by a guy who doesn't understand what human beings are. He's. Right. Yeah, I don't idea, care about wouldn't any of the that ideal shit when I'm be, watching Tenet, though. Wouldn't the ideal version of Tenet be a movie that is <laughs> has all the slick, cool ideas, but also has characters that are interesting and well-written? Yeah. No, no. No, what? That wouldn't be the ideal no, version no, of Tenet? No, no the ideal version of Tenet would just be to make it so uh, the protagonist doesn't fall in love with that chick at For all. For sure. That would actually help You just lot. leave that part out, because and, we're, and we're basically fucking good to go. I mean, the characters themselves still have are pretty... One dimensional, which is fine. Yeah, I don't care. That, that doesn't matter. That that is fine. It because, doesn't. Because a movie really doesn't have to have three dimensional like characters. Drag on so you you well, is when they're trying to fucking coerce you into caring about this shit. I agree. Well, there's also all the shitty attempts at humor that are really bad. Which ones? What humor? Well, like anytime, anytime the movie tries to do anything to make J- uh, John David Washington charming or cool, like his his dinner with Michael Caine. Okay. Where it's just totally like bad Bond. It's bad Bond dialogue. Okay. All of it. Just no a lot one of bad is a dialogue. bad writer. He's just yeah. He needs to stop being I, in charge of writing the dialogue of his movies. The visual portrayal of like in just the concept of going into this thing and then you see yourself from the past, but also your future going into it at the same time and stuff like that's 
like what an interesting idea to play with also but the thing is is i also upon thinking about it more i was like how interesting ultimately is it for storytelling when you're doing like a closed loop type of time travel where everything that happened already happened he deals with that where it's like alpha characters are just like secrecy it's just a movie about it's just a movie about people using time travel to do cool wars to plug up plot holes in the movie yeah well it was also like yeah just what if we what if we used this idea to like have a battle it seemed like almost he like thought of the battle of like one group of people going from the past and one group of the people the time pincer thing and he was like that's cool it's a temporal pincer temporal pincer Time pincer. Temporal pincer move. When he did the time pincher, that was cool to me. <laughs> I would like, I would, you know what I would fucking love? When they should re-release Tenet on Blu-ray with a commentary track by Joe Biden. Trying to keep up with the movie and explain what's happening. <laughs> trying to happening. make sense of it. <laughs> that would man, be fucking awesome. Here where, and he's he just like, chill. Chill. <laughs> he loves this woman, all right? He's seen her. They fall in love. When they go out on date, on date, date near in college. He see her. This is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Now I gotta see her backwards. I feel like it would, could break his brain. Honestly, he might like start to like regress himself, like start going backwards himself. Like he's like th- he's talking to fucking cor- uh, corn pop. Uh, you no, know, actually, he would just be watching, be like, "This movie makes no sense, man." Just like in the middle of the fucking time. yeah. He'd just start talking about like Twinkies by the end of it. Whoa, whoa, I would whoa, like. Whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, I would just, you say Twinkies. What What you're really speaking to is that I would just love. A I'm gonna go home and eat Joe Twinkie. Biden doing anything. I would you love were Joe gonna Biden do that anyway. I'm gonna eat another one. We need like more, like Joe Biden recorded on podcasts, like as much Joe Biden audio as we can get, which we won't get, which is why the Joe Biden presidency won't be this like hilarious. Yeah, thing I gotta say, uh, that everyone yeah. thinks it's gonna be. People think it's gonna be funny. For. It's not gonna be funny at all. It's gonna be stage managed. They're gonna successfully do it. Trump, the only reason it was so funny is because because of his fucking weird egoist, or like his nature of not giving a fuck. Like, truly not giving a fuck. Biden, okay, yeah. Biden uh, does give a fuck in a, you know, in the in the context of like American legacy type shit. You know, he's He'll capitulate. He wants to be cool. Who even knows? He wants if, to be funny. Who even knows what he cares about? It's just that his team is obviously. He, he there's more space for his team to maneuver with. By with Trump, he was truly a loose cannon. Oh yeah, right. Because they can actually put Biden to bed and stuff and yes. give him shots. They like he probably like maybe might put up a little bit of a fight when they're giving a shot. He might like ask what's in it, and they'll just be like, "Don't worry about it, Joe. Look over there." You know, and like that's that's the end of it. Where like you know, Trump will like he'll grab the needle and break break it off in his leg, and like yeah, Biden's gonna be one maybe one of the most painfully unfunny presidents like since like I don't know like fucking Jimmy Carter like like I mean obviously I wasn't present for some of these presidencies, but I can look back at some of the the highlights and like no Reagan was funny. Uh, also super evil, and also the easy winner for who is the most evil you uh, modern president. Is Ronald Reagan? That's the clear winner. Um, I don't know. Obama gives him a run for his money. 
all this shit started under Reagan. They're so all I'm gonna evil. say it's I'm gonna say Reagan gets the The thing about Reagan actually he's less evil a little bit because you could actually argue he didn't know what he was yeah, doing exactly. for portion of exactly. a portion of it. His mental fact he was just literally whether a, you wanna whether you wanna pin it whether you wanna pin class. it on the man or the administration, whatever. What happened okay. under Reagan It's almost like individuality doesn't come into play. It doesn't matter an empire. It doesn't. Is the question. But we think it does. We fixate on it. Like these individual fucking heroes yeah. are gonna like are, are these are gonna do democratic battle for our fucking future and that's why we've got people on twitter right now that have made their like their new political action their new theory of political change is like defending aoc and stuff uh and 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 even bernie at this point freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth the price for this freedom at times has been high but we have never been unwilling to pay that price all right well thank you for listening yep thank you children in 20 uh 21 50 yes 20, thank, you for, thank you for carrying out socialism 20 thank you. hesitation no i meant 2150 2150 uh or wait you tw- not 2150 not 2050 yeah, 21 okay, great. Well, that means China has achieved socialism for 100 years by this point. So you won't even remember. You'll have no recollection of, recollection no, of capitalism. No, I'm saying society. kids are in history class right now listening to this. Yeah, and so what we have to say is really take when we say the capitalists are demons, we're not joking. And I don't mean to say that they are individually demons, but they are possessed by the demon of capital. Pazuzu. And do not forget. You know? Don't let them back in. And ladies, please remember to write in about the hot sauce, please. Please. I want to know. And genuinely. send us hot sauce. Let's get a P.O. box. Yeah. Kevin doesn't eat hot sauce. I don't eat hot sauce. I just want to know if you have hot sauce in your purse. I actually am uh, something of a heat seeker uh, in the Doughboys uh, parlance. Yeah. I like my hot Scoville. Mm-hmm. I'm a... You're a Scoville boy? Oh, yeah. You put that shit on everything? Um, when I have it, I had like a one that was, when I have one that I don't know what it is, I guess maybe it's like a weird adrenaline thing that actually makes you do it. But when I have like really hot, hot sauce, I'll just start finding excuses to put it on everything. It makes eating more fun. <laughs> it's almost like it spices up your life. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what. <laughs> That's all I have anymore. In this new Biden era, just everyone gets some good hot sauce. That's all. It's the only Kevin's over here pondering why he's such a coward when it comes to. Spicy no, I just, food. Yeah, I just wonder what makes some people because people love hot sauce. I have I, honestly no interest in spicy food or hot sauce. I honestly don't like food that isn't spicy anymore. Yeah, I think I it's the difference for the between, mo- for the most part. There are exceptions. It's but. the difference between being like a cool guy and like a not cool guy. Yeah, and like a I, fucking loser. Yeah.
just to hide our wrong. I'd like to take just a little bit of your time this morning to talk to some of you out there about two words, two words that people are using around the world today. Everywhere you go, somebody is talking about making love. But did you ever stop to think that everything that have life in it like to make love? Horses like to make love. Cows like to make love. Mosquitoes like to make love. Best of all children, human beings like to make love. You take those horses, cows, mosquitoes, and things when they get ready to make love, they make love just where they're at. But being a human being, we're just a little bit different from that. When we get ready to make love, sometimes we like to get us about 50 cents worth of gas right way down some dark, lonesome road. Oh, and we like to make love in a car sometimes, children. But I'll tell you one of the most amazing things about Making love is sometimes we like to slip around. Well, I know some men that got women that'll stay home all night long and never worry about anything while they go out with every married day and sue in town making love. I tell you, it's a hard thing in life when you think about it. But I say all this to say one thing. If you got to run around and slip around and make love, 